Hi guys, this is President Brianna, Vice President Tara, and Secretary Hillary. And you are listening to season two of the Black Experience Podcast. Man. It's crazy. It is crazy. Season two already? I know. I don't know how I feel. It's like a a while ago it was our baby. Like it was our idea. And now Uh it's in fruition. I'm excited. Me too. I think we have a lot of good topics mm-hmm. already, like, planned. So, yeah. And, you know, it's February, so. It is. So, you know, Black History Month. Period. Here we are. Black <laughs> History should be celebrated the whole year. But we get one month. And we're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. So how are we going to take advantage of it? <laughs> so last year for those of y'all who are who've been here for more than a year um we had we actually won program of the year for mm-hmm. our black history month series it was super great we had an event every week and then we had a huge event at the end of the month with food and it was so great people were coming they were learning we were having conversations we yeah. were playing games we was making lip gloss you did. This year, we're changing up, changing things up a little bit, but that doesn't mean that we're giving you any less than what you got last year. We're just giving you something virtual, right? So we're going to have the same thing that we did last year, a whole month full of programming, except all of our events are going to be virtual. So each event is going to be every Friday of February at 6 o'clock. And three out of the four are going to be on Teams. So, you know, you just get that Teams link and you're in there. But one of the events is going to be on a different platform because it is a virtual watch party. Um, We don't know the movie yet because we want it to be up to you guys. What movie do you want to see? So as that week is approaching, we'll put a poll on Instagram and you guys can pick the movie that you want to watch with us and each other. Or if you have a movie that's, like, burning in your heart right now, DM us at MCLABSU yes. on Instagram. And if you would like to join our event, there's multiple ways that you can find us. You can go to our Instagram bio at MCLABSU on Instagram. Click the link in our bio, and in the link tree, you're going to see something that says Virtual Black History Month. Click on that. That should bring you to Teams. You can also go on Presents or the MCLA events app and click on any of our events and it's going to bring you a link to um, the event. Or you can email me, tv4756 at mcla.edu. I'll put it in the description and I'll send you the calendar event. So, or you can reach out to literally anybody else, Bree, Hillary. You can reach out to us on Facebook um, if you have us on Facebook. Literally any way that you that you can reach out to us, reach out to us, or click any of those links in the other ways that I told you. Yes. And so that brings us to our first event, which is this Friday, the 5th at 6 o'clock via Teams. We are going to be making, hopefully, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know um, hopefully DIY hair oils and definitely hair journals. So for this podcast, we are going to just talk about all things hair, 
um, Black-owned hair um, products, you know. And because this week's theme correlates to our event, for this month of February, all our podcasts will have similar themes to the event that we're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, so this podcast is just kind of to get y'all excited to, like, heat up the topic. And then at the event on Friday, we can talk Uh more about, like, we're going to talk about our experiences, right? Mm -hmm. But on Friday, when you come to see us on Teams and to make those journals, we can talk more about y'all's experiences. And we had a similar discussion last year, and it was super fun, like, hearing from different people, like, what hair means to them what hair has meant to them in the past and how, you know, these different things have changed and how there are so many things that influence our hair from, like, beauty standards to the environment, to culture, to our own personal, like, journeys and struggles. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I can start. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, my hair has always been on my head. Um, I always had natural hair until the eighth grade I told I asked my mom can I perm or relax my hair for my eighth grade graduation and I know a lot of people have stories where like their parents or their moms like force them to relax their hair but like Mm -hmm. my mom was so against it she was like not until you're ready to like do it and I was like okay I think eighth grade I'm ready so I permed my hair um eighth grade and I wouldn't get like I wouldn't perm my hair like every month after that like I would probably do it like every six months or like every three months and only my mom did it like I didn't want anyone else like touching my hair and that should have been a warning because you know moms don't care like about pain so like I'll be sitting there like getting burned and she's like oh my gosh you're being so dramatic blah 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 and I was like girl it burns like what what am I supposed to do And so not until maybe last year was the last time I permed my hair. Cause I was like, I hate my scalp burning. Mm -hmm. Like what's, and I feel like also like growing up, like us growing up in like this generation, I feel like there was a lack of like influencers who like did hair or did makeup. Cause you know, now you can go on YouTube and be like natural hair or like box braids and you'll find those videos. But when, I was growing up, no one knew how to do natural hair. Like mm-hmm. there was no there was no black influencers, black YouTubers to teach me like what to do. So I feel like now that I have that access, I can like learn more about my hair cuz I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to do my hair and I feel like I've gravitated more towards like protective styles because it's just so much easier to like maintain. And I'm slowly, like, cutting off the damaged parts. So I feel like that's where my hair journey is at the moment. Yeah, and I feel like in addition to, like, there's more resources for natural hair now, I feel like people are kind of, like, the pop culture tide is turning away from perm. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people are more into natural hair now than perm. Because, like, I feel like we're starting to realize that, like, just because we did this for years does not mean that it is good for our hair. Like, in any That's definitely perm. true. Did you use, like, yeah. baby perm or, like, regular perm? I used baby perm. Up until, like, a year ago, I only used, like, perm for kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing 
adult perm. <laughs> I feel like that's worse. Have you so. seen the documentary Good Hair? No. Is that the one with Chris Rock? Yep. Or... yep. I haven't watched it. No. Yeah. So when I was in high school, and I'll, t- I'll touch, I'll speak more on this later, but when I was in high school, I was in this Portuguese class, and we did all sorts of activism. It was great. Mr. Alger, if you're listening to this, I know you're not, but love you. Um, and we did this campaign called Free at February, where we were talking about how, like, so many people struggle with their natural hair, right? So we did this campaign. We were like, all right, Black History Month, Free at February. Here's what we're doing. We're challenging everyone on campus to wear their hair naturally. No weaves, no perms, no extensions, no wigs. No, if you have straight hair, no curling it. If you have curly hair, no straightening it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it wasn't forced. It was like challenge by choice. Like, if you were, if you wanted to do that, you could. And we made these pins with like inspirational quotes and afros and stuff. And we made this beautiful bulletin board. And we didn't really think people were gonna do it because, like, it was a K twelve school. I knew most of the people. We all had like, we've all been doing our hair the same way since we were little, right? Mm-hmm. when I tell you the first Monday in February hit or Friday, whatever day of the, day of the week was that we had school people who were, we had never seen their natural hair before their natural hair was out we saw wow. we, like it was beautiful and like one of the events that we had for um, for free at February was our history teacher Miss Morse Miss Morse, love you too <laughs> she played uh the good hair documentary with chris rock and mm-hmm. it like exposed like the perm industry uh i didn't end up seeing the whole thing but i saw the perm part and like the chemicals in perm are like crazy dangerous bro like chris rock went to the scientist and the scientist was like explaining to him what like the main chemical in perm is and he was like would you ever put this on your hair and the scientist was like, what are you talking about? Like, why would I do that? And he was oh like, gosh. would it shock you to tell you that, like, if I told you that, like, thousands, if not, like, millions of, like, black women put this stuff in their hair, like, every whatever month? And he was like, that's crazy. And he mentioned how baby perm versus adult perm, like, there's not even that big of a difference. <laughs> it's Like, they market it towards kids to make it seem like it's more kid-friendly, but I don't even remember, like, what the difference is. It's mm-hmm. like, I think it's just as strong. It's just that they add like something to it to make it less painful or something like that. Yeah, like probably like coconut oil or something. Yeah, but yeah, that's a documentary. Everyone should watch that. And that one on Netflix where the girl, where the woman shaves her head. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. That one was really cute. I forgot what it was called. I forget too. That scene where he massaged her head in the middle of the park. I was like. Yo, <laughs> goals. But that's kind of awkward, though. Imagine you're just in the park and like <laughs> you just see someone like massaging their head, yeah, or like even if it was you, I'd be like, okay, enough, stop touching me. It's a movie. Everything looks, you know, normal in movies. That's true. But what's your journey, Tar? You said you have a funny one. Yes. Um. So let's see. I think. I started wearing extensions or box braids, I guess. At the time, I, they weren't called box braids. They were called singles. 
That's what my mom called them. <laughs> um, but I started wearing those. I want to say fourth grade. Fourth grade is my earliest memory because I remember my school picture. I had braids, mm-hmm. which isn't to say that I didn't have them in third grade. I just don't think I did. So nine years old, right? And that meant I went from like braid to braid to braid to braid. Like when the braids got old and dirty, took them out, <laughs> put new braids in, like from fourth grade on. And I had weave sometimes too. So that meant that, like, my natural hair was never out. Like, I didn't go to school with my natural hair. Like, a lot of girls back then, none of us did. Like, we always had braids. And if you went, if you, you know, had that unfortunate transition period between your one braids to the next and you had to go to school with your hair out, (laughs) that, oh, my goodness, the boys would light us up, bro. (laughs) Like, literally ruthless. Um, Remember one time in gym class, my tracks fell out. Oh gosh, the worst. I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Seamus. Seamus, if you listened to this, anyway, I'm pretty sure it was Seamus. Chased me around, chase was chasing the other boys with my tracks, and they were like running around and screaming. Um, a couple of braids came loose here and there. It was tragic back then. Times were tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, da, da, da. I think I got. My first wig when I was 16, sophomore year, 15 or 16, probably 15, um, when I started modeling school, I wore wigs because, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to be pretty. Um, so, do-do-do-do-do, flash forward, junior year prom. I went to the salon, the salon my mom goes to, to get um, weave to get weave for prom and I remember the lady braided my hair mad tight like it hurt so bad and then she put like a cap over it and then like sewed the cap on pulling the braids even tighter and then put Mm. the weave on my head and then glued the closure I remember it hurt like terribly (laughs) like it was so Mm -hmm. and I remember at prom itself like I sweat, <laughs> I sweat, and, like, I swear my, my, my wig, like, moved back, not the wig, the weave, like, moved back on my head from sweating, because I sweat the glue out. Oh, gosh. And I remember I was supposed to keep my, my weave in, because it was expensive, until the end of the school year, but I went to my cousin's house, and I was like, yo, like, can you just take it out for me, like, right now? And so she's taking it out, and I'm not really thinking, like, much of it, because it's whatever, and she's like, yo, Taga, did you have this, like, did you have hair here? And oh I my said, gosh. did I have hair where? I had hair on my whole head. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bald spot the size of a Ritz cracker. Oh, my God. In the front of my head. The front of my head. Like, if I had a widow's peak, that's where the widow's peak would be. The size Dang. of a Ritz cracker. I can't even make this up. Just a hole in the front of my head. I, my life was ruined. <laughs> like, my life was ruined. I don't I, I'd probably cry. And there was no way, like, I couldn't get braids. Because, mm-hmm. like, at least two, three, four, five braids were supposed to go there. I, I couldn't get weave. I couldn't wear a wig because it would have irritated it even more. Like, it was a devastating point in my life. So, like, for the first time in my life, basically, 
I had to go to school with my hair natural. And what I did was mm-hmm. I just put a headband in the front and wore like <laughs> the, the like the world's most pathetic puff in the oh, back gosh. of my head. Um and then like I realized that I had no clue how to appreciate what I look like without fake hair. Mm-hmm. Like no clue, no experience to that previously, because that's why I was so devastated when I had that bald spot. Not that I was missing hair, but the fact that I could not wear braids like I normally do, and that was like the mm-hmm. most heartbreaking point for me. And it was like so, the end of my junior year to my senior year, <laughs> I had to have <laughs> just like that treacherous hairstyle, and kind of like from that point on, I kind of like made like a vow with myself that I was going to wear my hair natural like as much as I possibly could mm-hmm. because like it just didn't feel right to me to not be comfortable with who I am like who God made me to be like my natural self. yeah like the fact that I was dependent on um all this other stuff to give me this like artificial beauty so um I think if you met me freshman year, definitely had my hair, like, natural. Like, I, I wear my hair natural, like, for the most part. Um, I wear wigs here and, here and, like, here and there now. But, like, I feel like I don't wear wigs because I have to anymore. It's more just, like, mm-hmm. I want to. Or I just don't feel like doing my hair. I just want my hair to, like, grow in peace. So, yeah, that's yeah. my... That's my story. Hair journey. Yeah. <laughs> so I've actually yeah. come a long way with my hair journey with the help of a very good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, it's actually my housemate. It's Egypt, Egypt Benjamin. Um, she's actually been helping me because at first I wasn't taking really good care of my hair. So I would always question, you know, why it was breaking out, like why it was always falling, you know what I mean? So with that being said, so after she, you know, walked me through step by step on like process and like things you have to do to take care of your hair in order for it to grow, in order for it to look healthy, you know what I mean? Moisturized, nourished. So after doing that, I've been taking care of my hair like pretty good to the point where it's actually grown a good couple, like, it's actually really, really growing. It's been growing, to my surprise. I was actually shocked. So, you know, <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been trying to, like, rock it recently, you know, like, rock my natural hair as a Black woman. I think it's very important because I don't think, I mean, I'm not saying I don't think, but, like, it's good to show, you know, the world or other people that, you know, there's more under here than just, you know, the wigs, the braids, the weaves. Yeah, like, yeah. There's hair attached, people. It's not baldness. <laughs> you don't disattach it to the scalp. Like, that is how it works. But anyway, yeah. So with that being said, I've actually been able to really grow my hair. And I've actually been really proud of it. I've even dyed it recently. I'm about to dye it again. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm rocking. this well, What color? I dyed it. It's light brown right now. And I'm going to dye it burgundy. Oh, send me pictures mm-hmm. after. Oh, burgundy is my favorite yes. color for hair. <laughs> Wait, can I feel like burgundy is just every yeah, black woman's it's, black. It's, it's so good. Like so hair yeah, color. It really is. So yeah. yeah. I, I, I love burgundy. I have burgundy twisted right hair. now. And my hair is dyed burgundy. Burgundy-ish. 
Yeah, that's Love that. my vision right now. I'm hoping to continue to let it grow because there's a certain, I have certain, you know, I have a vision for what I want my hair to look like before, you know, I can fully accept myself. I don't want to say accept myself, but like I can fully be able to confidently say that, you know, this is my hair. Like, this is my natural hair, people. Like, but yeah, and I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching that goal. Felt that. I really felt what you were saying about, mm-hmm. like, it's more than just, like, braids and wig. I feel like people, like, when they see someone with a wig, like, they automatically assume you don't have hair. You don't have hair. Like, I don't be yeah. You're in my business. Don't do that. Period. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, like, most of the time, like, people have hair. Like, <laughs> like it's, that's like, why I, yeah. I don't seem to understand. Like, I got this a lot of time in middle school and a little bit of high school. It's like, it's, they're touching it. Is this your real hair? Is this your real hair? I'm like, no, it's not my real hair. Like, I, it, it was braids. Like, I'm so confused. It's not my raw hair. And and then the next day I would like take it out. They were like, wow, what happened to your hair? It's right here. People like, like, what? It's right here. Yeah. Like you'd come in with uh-huh. like box braids. No, they'll see you in box braids for like three months. And then you like take them out. And then you have like a bun or something. And they're like, oh my God, did you cut your hair? And I'd always be like, yeah, I did. And then like in a couple of weeks, I'd have like, box braids again they're like oh my god you hurt me so much and i'm like yeah no. like i didn't it my favorite. yeah like no like, i just gave up go ahead Tom. like no i didn't cut it it's just up it's just up today you usually see it down but now it's up <laughs> oh my god i used to hate when like girls would be like oh my god brie like why don't you put your hair down i'm like girl i used to be like it doesn't look yes like your hair yes down like i don't know what to tell you it's not gonna happen it's not like, it's not gonna happen because at the end of the day, they're going to want to see yep. it, like, straightened and, like, all that. The worst was pool parties. <laughs> like, oh why God. don't you, like, go in? Like, go in. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I come home with my, my mom comes to pick me up from this pool party. And my hair is wet. It's not going to be good no. for me. No. No, for real. Like, I have to wear, yes. like, a shower cap or something. The only way that I would be able to like go in the pool is if my mom was going to do my hair the next day. So if not, my hair's up. I'm not putting my head under the water. I can't even swim. So <laughs> it wasn't even going to happen. Maybe like a braid fell out and people are like, what is that? Oh my God. Yes, that's happened <laughs> that to was, me. Oh my, oh my goodness. That's actually happened to me. Like that's so traumatic. Oh my goodness. So traumatic. That's the worst experience. Yes, ever. literally. And you know who it be? Ooh, ooh, get me mad. And you know who would be the worst culprit? Who? Black boys. <laughs> Making the biggest deal. Like your mom has braids. I don't even right, know. She probably went away right now. What are you talking about? You know no. she go to bed with a scarf on. No, for real. Literally. I hope y'all y'all are better. I hope y'all are doing better now. Let's hope so, because my sister goes to school. Like she's in she, elementary, well, middle school, but she doesn't need all that drama. She really doesn't need it. Mine, mine either. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my brother. So I'm gonna be like, and if you see a black girl's braid fall out, just pick it up and put it in your bucket. <laughs> yeah, help help a sister out. Literally, it's it's so dramatic. I'm. I don't know. I feel like hair is just, I don't know. It's like you grow up 
like thinking your hair has to be a certain way and like look a certain way and be like long and then it's like now so many people are like redefining what beautiful hair is like a while ago 4c hair was like a no like people Mm -hmm. hated 4a to 4c hair and now you see people like yeah i got 4c you know and i love that i love that my thing though (laughs) is that like with natural hair it's so hard to find somebody like the people who do tutorials sometimes yeah they say it's 4c and i'm like you're you said your hair was 4c but you put water (laughs) on it and the curls appear yeah and i look like 4b 4a (laughs) exactly well i think that i i heard like a new saying like porosity like how yeah like porous your hair is so you can have 4c hair and it can be like really porous or like not at all so I feel like mm-hmm. someone can have 4C That's... and, like, their hair is porous. So Hair is so hard. It is. Because, like, there's so many things. Like, if you don't know your hair porosity, because I don't know it. Um, I know, like, there's, like, a test with a cup of water. You put the strand if it sinks or it's floating. Yeah. But, like, if you don't know your hair porosity, you could be putting in, like, $50 products into your hair and it does nothing. Yeah. And you don't even know that it's doing nothing. That's the thing, too. Literally. Um, I don't even know how, like, people will be able to, like, get educated on that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like natural hair is a new thing, mm-hmm. if you think about it. So I feel like as, like, the years go on, it- it'll probably get easier to, like, know what you're doing. I feel like our kids are in good hands. Mm-hmm. Like, our daughters. Our sons, too. Yeah. But, like, I feel like better hands than maybe we were yeah i'm not putting my baby's head i didn't have perm but like a lot of my cousins did mm-hmm. um my i would not be perming my kid's head no. and i feel like also if i put braids in my kid's head i'm holding off until like late middle school high school mm-hmm. like i think elementary school is just too young like i feel like that really like screwed me over mm-hmm. Like in middle, not in middle school, but in elementary school, like my mom would do like cornrows and like that stuff. But I don't think I got like braids maybe until like fifth grade or like sixth grade. I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like late elementary, middle, yeah. and early high school, those are the times when you're learning to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like us little girls, we had an artificial version of ourselves that we learned to love. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, when when did we learn to love our natural selves? Yeah. I feel like society already, like, as we were in middle and elementary school, didn't, like, really like Black women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like now it's like, yeah, 4C, like, love your natural hair. And, like, that's a great thing for, like, young girls to see but I feel like society does play like a huge role in how people perceive themselves so I feel like growing Mm -hmm. up it was so easy for us to conform to what society expected because black women already weren't being appreciated most definitely and like going back to like what I was saying in the beginning like there was no like influencers who looked like us like we couldn't go on YouTube and like find tutorials catered towards us so it's like mm-hmm. the easiest thing was to let our moms like braid our hair or, like permit because mm-hmm. that's 
what was easy so yeah i feel i just like recently saw on twitter the other day that um a black actress a couple black actresses were talking about how like the networks didn't know how to do their Mm -hmm. hair and like they had to do their hair before they went to the shoot like they got to the shoot and all the other white actors and actresses were getting their hair and makeup done and they had to do theirs at home like um from high school musical i I heard yes yeah 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 yeah. they screwed up the front of her head like i don't know if it was a closer or what it was but they messed it up and she that's why they made headbands like just part of her personality yeah because they messed it up so bad and there was someone else who had like micro braids i can't remember who it was but she said she had to do the micro braids herself the night before a shoot oh gosh like that's crazy it is Get get a black hairdresser on set, please. Uh-huh. I hate when I see actors and actresses, black actors and actresses, and their hair just looks stupid. Oh my I'm God. like, I know. Oh my goodness. Or even I, this just makes me so oh, mad. Or even like models. You ever go on like Forever Twenty One and see these black models and like their hair is like, are you serious? <laughs> like I know we're looking at clothes, but even the model themselves <laughs> should like be done up like damn i'm sorry it gets me so heated it's like why does she look like you know quote unquote unkept but all the other like white models look put together i don't want to hear it so when i first started my natural hair journey after the um bald spot fiasco um all i wanted all i wanted was them 3B curls that just were not for me. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I wanted whatever product was going to do that. Floop. Want to put water in my hair, put that. Bitty bang. Show up. Curly curls. I quickly learned that that was just simply not something that was going to happen. But my goat, I didn't know anything. All I knew was that I heard of uh, Shea Moisture. Everybody was talking about it. So, okay, I go to the store. I just put whatever I seen off the rack, threw it in my hair. And then Cantu Twist and Lock Gel. Honestly, I was showering in that stuff. <laughs> like, and then someone was like, oh, like, have you ever looked at the ingredients list in that? And I was like, what do you mean? They were like, there's like a really bad, like, alcohol, like drying alcohol in most Cantu products. Really? And then from that moment on, I was like, oh, no. And I stopped using Cantu altogether. Wait, really? But, yeah, Cantu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of their their products have like, I mean, I don't alcohol? know if it's changed, but for from what I heard, like there's good alcohols and there are bad al- alcohols. Yeah, I agree. And they have some bad alcohol. I don't remember which what it's called, but it causes your hair to like dry out pretty quickly. Oh my gosh, that's funny because I have a hair um a Cantu hair product. I have the curling cream. That's what I use to like pop out my curls because it's like you said, I want a product that's able to, you know, distribute my curls and you should be able to see it for a long mm-hmm. period of time. So I thought, you know, I use a little bit of the Cantu. Um, yeah, I have the I have the curling cream. So you're telling me there's alcohol. So is yeah, that like the, I would say Google it. Google it and and then check the ingredients label. Like Google like um bad ingredients for hair or something like that. Or bad ingredients for natural hair. And then they'll tell you what it is. Something that makes my hair super curly, Larie, is Camille Rose. 
I think it's called a curl creator jelly or something. And it's so good. Like, I put it in my hair and my hair is like, boing. <laughs> it's like jelly? So it's like gel yes. or? No, it's not gel. It's jelly. But, y'all, a lot of people have been talking about recently the black-owned hair companies versus the non-black-owned companies. And now, I'm not saying that all non-black-owned companies, hair care companies are bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we just want to be really conscious and really careful about what we're putting in our hair, right? Who's going to care the most about what goes in our hair? The black-owned companies or the white-owned companies who are going to put whatever they want in there just to make money, right? Because they're not selling to white people anyway. So I'm just going to go over a couple of products that are not black-owned so that we might think that they are, but they're not. So one of the biggest ones is Shea Moisture. So Shea Moisture is no longer a black-owned product. It's black-founded, so the founder of Shea Moisture is a black person. But it was sold, and so it's no longer owned by black people. Like I said, this isn't to say that it's bad. It's just to say, double-check your ingredients, you know, make sure you know, you know what you're putting in your hair. Another one is Carol's Daughter, also black-founded but no longer Black-owned. Some other notable ones are Aunt Jackie's, Cantu, African Pride. Very misleading name. Dark and Lovely. So Dark and Lovely does a lot of, like, hair dye. Not Black-owned. Do Grow, which I grew up with. Let's Jam, Mane and Tail, Sulfur 8, which I also grew up with. And Eco Style. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have some, like, in my drawer right now. Yep, I have some here as well. People love their eco styler, but yep. not black owned. Yeah. Do you guys do your edges and like what do you use? I do my edges and I really like Gorilla Snot. Yes. Like that, thing, yes. <laughs> that thing like will hold your edges down. But I also I think it's Carol's daughter. I know I just bought the edge control, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> but I think it does pretty well. But if you have like 4C hair, I think Gorilla Snot's like the best. Okay. So those were some non-black owned companies. And so now I have black owned alternatives. So I looked online and there's like so many, y'all. That's the thing. There are so many black owned hair care companies. So many. Just like, I would say, just like, do your research before you go out and buy. I didn't put a lot of them on this list because what I did was I only put the ones that I've heard of on this list. And the reason why I did that is because if I've heard of it, you could probably find it anywhere, basically. Because the only place that I really shop for hair care products is like CVS, Family Dollar, Walmart, and then the hair store. But I know in the mountains, I don't even know if there's a hair store nearby. Is there one? Um, That should answer it. (laughs) Yeah. So the one that I saw on almost every list is Miel Organics. Kinky Tresses. Oh, y'all should stop me if you've ever used the product. Okay. (laughs) Alake Naturals. I've heard of it, but I've never tried it. ORS. I don't know if it's ORS or ORS. It's like the olive oil one. I feel like I've I've tried the um, hot oil treatment from them. Yes, that's what I think I've used too. I've used yeah. their products before. I think I currently use their hair lotion. I like them. 
TGIN, my <laughs> friend uses it. Um, he uses their deep treatment mask. Is that what they're called? Deep conditioner and deep treatment. Yeah, deep conditioner. <laughs> deep conditioner, <laughs> conditioner treatment. He uses, yeah, he uses, I think also their leave-in or whatever, but he, he really likes them. Loosters. You've probably heard of it. It's yeah, I like think the I've bottle, heard of it. The bottle's like hot pink and it says pink. Yeah. On. Yes. I used it when I was younger and I hated it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I used the pink lotion. Yeah. I grew up on the pink lotion. Like, I didn't mom, like it. My mom always put it in my hair. Kinky curls. No. This new one, I'm really excited. I just started seeing it on shelves and I don't know if it's because it's new or if I just started noticing it. But TPH? Nope, never heard of it. By Taraji. Mm-hmm. By Taraji P. Henson. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, Cookie from Empire. Yep. I'm sure <laughs> she has other roles, but I can only ever think of her as Cookie. People are saying that it's good. I haven't tried it. Yeah, yet. me either. I would actually give. I would. I would give that a try. Twisted <laughs> Sister. Camille Rose Organics, which I already told y'all that I use. I really like their their products. Mixed Chicks. Which, when I first started my hair journey, I went to the store, I picked up the thing, and I was like, yep, this is the one for me. And I got home, and I realized that I was just, like, what was I thinking? It just, it did nothing for me. Naturalicious, Curls Dynasty, which you can find at Target. And Curls Dynasty, you can go on their website, and you can, like, type in your location, and they'll show you all the nearest Targets that you can buy their products at. Um, I'm hyping them up because they're Haitian-owned. And then... Last but not least, Cleo Isas, which is also Haitian-owned, and they have um, Haitian black castor oil. When I tell you, Jamaican black castor oil and Haitian black castor oil are a blessing. Yes, they are. They don't have edges. They they will find your edges. <laughs> Pick them up out of your scalp and bring them out for you. I promise you. So that's my list of products. I don't know if y'all have any other products that you like, even if they're not black-owned. Just like your go-tos you probably already mentioned it argan oil so i don't know yeah oh yeah that's good i use argan oil so i think another thing is like tea tree oil like i have like really dry scalp and tea tree oil is like really good for like dry scalp really there's you know the shampoo in walmart that they look like fat you know like little chunky bottles and they're like tiny there's one that's called like coconut yeah, there's like the biotin one. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. They have a nice tea tree oil one that's like shampoo and conditioner. I would highly recommend. Oh my god, it's so good. That's it. Y'all, let me just plug let me just plug a company really quick. I use this company called Bella Beauty. They're great. Haitian owned, of course, y'all. I gotta support my people. Um, <laughs> you can find them on Instagram. And they have a hair oil that has it, it has other oils in it. I don't know what... It, I don't know, but it has peppermint. When I tell you... You know when you chew gum and then you drink water? Yeah. yeah. Picture that, but on your head. Yeah. I come out the shower, I put that on my head, and the cooling is crazy. No, it feels What so did you good. say it was? It's called Bella Beauty. I'll link it in the description. Yeah. The one I was talking about is by OGX. Okay. It's like the hydrating tea tree and mint. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, and it has peppermint in it. Yeah, that's probably like that cooling. Yeah. I feel like we should all try and support not just black-owned products, but also like small 
black owned businesses. Yeah. yeah. So like I like I most of the ones I mentioned are for the most part I think they're like big 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 businesses. But if you google black owned hair care, you're going to find a bunch of them that are not big businesses. Like Bella Beauty the one I mentioned, not a big that's a small business. Um So I feel like everyone should like if you can, I know sometimes budget is a problem, but like if you can try to try small businesses so guys if you want to hear more about hair or want to come in with your own experiences make sure you come to our virtual event our first one this friday february 5th at six o'clock p.m via teams and like tara said earlier you can email any of us or dm whichever thing you think you can get us to contact by it'll probably be the right one so definitely we hope to see you there thanks for listening this was the black experience podcast um you can find the link in our instagram bio link in our description mcla bsu thank you for listening Bye. bye happy black history month yes